Good morning, podcast listeners. If you heard me in conversation with Clarissa Christiansen, you'll know we talked at some length about things like, uh, well, we delved into hormones massively, uh, but we also touched on diet. And Clarissa is way more knowledgeable than I am about diet. And I'm contemplating bringing someone who's an expert in nutrition onto the show because I'm discovering more and more about the relationship between our gut and our brain. And I mentioned it in the conversation we had, I used the phrase the gut-brain axis. So if you want to Google gut-brain axis, you will find a load of stuff. But fundamentally, the kind of things, as, as Clarissa was explaining, the kind of things that you need to eat for your health, and I'm, I'm talking about menopausal health, I'm talking about mental health, I'm, over, I'm talking about overcoming a lot of the physical and mental symptoms of menopause that do occur in people that aren't menopausal too, like frustration, loss of concentration, uh, overwhelm. I, I'm no expert on all of the physical conditions, but I know there is a direct relationship. And so I'm not sharing this as, as ever with any claim to expertise or qualifications in this area. I'm sharing this as a person who's been through menopause and has started to become interested in the impact of diet. Now, I like many of you, uh, kind of, I like food. I really like food. And I've not always had the, the most balanced relationship, shall we say, with it. Uh, and that definitely, definitely got worse in menopause. To the extent that when I was feeling low, which went on for some time, I, I experienced weight gain the way many of us do. But I thought, well, this isn't just hormonal. I could tell that because of how I was feeling in myself, you know, feeling worthless, invisible, like this is it, there's nothing more for me, um, not earning money, you know, lots of things going on in my life, making me feel depressed, anxious. And that culminated in me doing less exercise and frankly, eating too much of all the wrong things, you know, the processed food, all the things that we know are not good for us. But when we feel low, we convince ourselves that they will, in that moment, they make us feel better. So I knew, well, it wasn't just hormonal changes that were causing the increase in weight, it was the changes in behaviour that were causing me to gain weight. So I started, as I say, to become interested in diet. And it's all down to, I've mentioned this before, down to COVID, frankly. Because at the beginning of lockdown, I realised how appalling my diet could be because I'm, I work from home and it's way too easy. I just developed these bad habits during menopause and they hadn't, despite making huge leaps forward with my mindset and my behaviours, in many ways, the eating was still really, really poor. 
because it's way too easy, isn't it? To you think, oh, you know, shall I uh, have something to eat? Oh, I probably should. And then there's the option between opening a cupboard or a fridge, taking out some vegetables or some fruits, chopping them up, cooking them or putting them in a bowl, whatever it is. And it's not really the biggest effort, but in your head, it's like, oh, I don't know, I think I can be bothered with that. What's the easiest thing to do is, oh, open a packet of biscuits or a bar of chocolate or have a slice of toast somehow why is that easier to put a piece of toast and butter that I don't know but that's what you persuade yourself or oh the bakery I could some cake oh I think there's some cake I know or crisps you know all those things you just open a packet open it up and there it is uh, I don't have a microwave, but for those of you that do, I'm sure the same thing applies. You go, oh, well, I could cook something, but hey, I've got this, this thing in the freezer I could, or the fridge, I could microwave this. And we lie to ourselves, we know we do, and we go, well, it's a proper meal, you know, and it's uh, this and it's that, but actually none of that processed food that comes in a plastic pack that you stick in a microwave is good for you. You know, you, we can argue the toss, but actually we're kidding ourselves. In terms of your gut brain axis, it ain't good. It's really bad. So I knew all of this and I was doing all, I was not doing it, uh, uh, you know, not being good to myself. You know, this also comes back to honoring yourself uh, in every way. And I know, because I work with women who want to lose weight they want to lose weight like if only I could lose weight my life would be glorious and happy and I would always skip down the garden path we know that's not true but we tell ourselves that's true as well oh yes everything in my life would be perfect if I just lost a stone or two that's not true but the trouble with losing weight and thinking about a diet even though the healthy eating diet that's good for your gut brain access is similar to what you might eat if you were on a diet. It's not the same. I'll come to that in a minute. Uh, the motivation and the thinking, the mindset, what goes on in your unconscious brain if you focus on losing weight versus improving your health is quite dramatic. If you focus on, I had a conversation with a client just yesterday. And this is what she wanted. It's like, she wants to lose weight. She's in a total state of, you know, she's swinging between depression, anxiety. She knows she can't concentrate. She can't focus. Everything's really difficult. She wants to lose weight. Where was I going with this? Oh, lost my track. Oh, train thought gone as ever. See that? It doesn't completely go away. But at least I can laugh about it now. Uh, and I, I'm, I, I cause the problems, don't I? I distract myself so easily with little thoughts that pop in and I end up going down another tangent. So, ah, yes, the difference in motivation. So when we go, all right, I'm going to lose weight. Tied up in our subconscious are so many unconscious messages that we absorb from our own lives and the entire world around us, online, offline, friends, wherever we go, there is uncomfortable, unhelpful, unhealthy messaging around physical image 
and weight loss. It doesn't matter where you look, there are things that are designed or, or not even purposely designed necessarily, but things that will make you feel guilty, uh, weak, ugly, um, unworthy. Those are just four adjectives that can be associated with how we can be led to feel via a, a mass of communication that somehow gets caught up with our subconscious and we go, oh, I want to lose weight. Well, you've just, you know, picked a big scab there and you've allowed all this horrible stuff. And, and so you're not just dealing with the food when you want to lose weight, you're dealing with all of the psychological mess that is about image and self-worth related to what we look like, what we feel like. And some of that may be very valid with health, but we don't necessarily do it for our health. Even if our doctor says, well, you really need to lose weight. We're still focused on, or, or not for, even necessarily focused, but the messaging we're receiving is, is judgmental, is you're weak, you're pathetic, you're ugly, you know, unworthy. I've said it, saying it again. So that's not the most helpful place to try and improve your diet. But here's what happened for me with COVID. So I was, you know, I'm not immune to any of that. I'm dealing with the same stuff you were dealing with. But when I started to learn about the relationship between diet and how serious COVID could become, that interested me. That really interested me. That got my brain fired up in a way it isn't normally. I just go, oh, no, I like food and I'll be dead one day. And what's what's a box of chocolates? Do you know what I mean? We justify our behavior. And I was not immune to that. And I thought, well, I don't want to give up cake. I don't want to do. Oh, I love bread or toast or pasta. Love all of that. But then because I'd read about this gut brain axis and I knew about the relationship with COVID, I thought, okay, right, let's give this a go, Charles. What do I need to do? And I read about these um, prebiotics and probiotics and I had no idea what those were. What, what, what does that, what's that then? And I still couldn't confidently tell you exactly what they are, but I think I've got this right way around that probiotics i think are the things that are the live cultures the fermented stuff that create the bacteria in your system that you need your brain needs what your gut needs your brain needs your gut to have loads of these bacteria positive bacteria that come in live cultures from things like live yogurt and the trendy thing from waitrose is kimchi and sauerkraut but they both charge extraordinary amounts for those. So personally, I'd go for the cheaper option, which is live yogurt or kefir. Again, a little bit specialist, a little bit waitrosy, but your gut and your brain need this. So I learned, okay, right, so I made myself a little shopping list. I thought, okay, I need these. But then I learned that I think this is the right way around, that probiotics need prebiotics. So those live cultures need to feed on something in your gut to enable them to stay in your gut doing the work they need to do that reduces inflammation in your body that 
positively impacts on your brain and your physical well-being. So the pre oh god, I got the wrong way around, don't I? I think the pre prebiotics, I think, are basically fibre. Whether I've got the pre and the pro the right way around. Anyway, one's fibre, one's live cultures and bacteria. The fibre, good things are oats, you know, bran, obviously, not the wheat, whole grain rice. And you might be thinking, oh, yawn, you know, here we go. Here's another, just the classic health food kick. That's boring. That's tasteless. You might be thinking this. And I might have thought that too, but I thought, okay, this is what I need to do because not only was I miserable gaining weight, concerned about COVID, frankly, you know, my, we didn't really want to dive too deeply into my bathroom habits, but my stomach makes some pretty horrible noises, you know, <laughs> it's not always the greatest thing to, to listen to. And and so I, I knew um, it's probably not that good, is it? That wouldn't hurt me just to try this bacteria thing and give it what it wants, which is oats and bran and fibre. And fibre, of course, comes in fresh fruit and vegetables. So I decided I'd do this. These are the things you need. I actually quite like veg. I have a very, very, very low meat diet. I eat some fish occasionally, I eat some meat occasionally, but most of the time I eat vegetables anyway. So I thought, well, what's the harm? I can do this. I like vegetables. So I started changing. I bought my kefir. I focused on oats. So I stopped eating all the other cereal. And I actually quite like, I've acquired a liking for things like soya yogurt and soya milk. So in the morning, I make this big bowl of deliciousness because I'm adding, I've got oats and yogurt. For me, I like soy and soy milk, but I also have fresh strawberries and fresh blueberries. And sometimes if they're in season, fresh raspberries too. And I pile them in. You could add banana, I'm not mad keen. Um, on top of my oats, and I added some chia seeds. We're getting very waitressy now, aren't we? Um, because they are supposed to be good as well. And it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. And it keeps you happy. And all the while, in terms of mindset, I know my the focus of my intention is gut health. I'm not thinking about weight loss, image, what I look like. I'm thinking about how I feel in myself and how I'm improving my resistance to a nasty disease, not just this one, but lots of diseases, that I'm improving my resistance to things like stroke that my mother's had. Uh, and that's my, that's my focus. So what that also means is it kind of protects me from all of that negative noise around body image and the whole weight loss gravy train because I'm not focused in that area. I'm simply focused about can I improve my health? And so that's what I started to do. And then at lunchtime, I think, well, what have I got to eat? I can eat anything I like, but I want to improve my gut health. So I purposely, I go, okay, well, in that case, the crisps are out, the biscuits are out, the bread is out. You know, that those just aren't 
the things my gut wants. My gut wants lots of vegetables. So once I overcome the whole, oh, really, because I've made a decision, I can go to the fridge. And honestly, it takes no time at all for me to chop up a few veg and I just fling them all in the same pan and steam or, or fry. Because if it's veg and you're adding olive oil, you can you can fry it. You're not adding much fat to it. You don't have to think, oh, but there's fat in my diet. I fried some food. It doesn't matter because most of it is vegetable. And you find stuff you like. I love all veg. I'm lucky. But you can fling in some fish. You can have some whole grain rice. You only need half as much as the normal rice. It fills you up just as nice. In fact, it's nicer because it's a little bit nutty tasting. Um, and really, it doesn't taste very long. You, all the time is just quickly washing it, chop it up, fling it in. And it, I can have a meal cooked and prepared in 20 minutes. Really, there's not that's not much longer than sticking something in a microwave and scoffing it and feeling unsatisfied and wanting a cake and a biscuit and a bag of crisps. So, so that's what I was doing. And then unsurprisingly, because I'm choosing lots more vegetables, lots more fruit, avoiding things that are bad for my gut, like pasta, like refined breads, uh, not eating, and therefore I'm not eating jams and therefore I'm not eating butters, which I love. Um, I can't help but lose weight because I'm not eating the things that gain weight. So I found myself feeling healthier and losing weight, though that was not the primary objective. So I'm going to leave it there. That's my take on why I think you should consider if you want to improve your diet, if you're concerned menopausally about the way you feel with your thoughts going mad, with your weight gain, with your body not feeling great, give it a fortnight. Give it a fortnight where you go, okay, I'm doing gut healthy thing. Google till your fingers bleed, gut health, and you will find loads of stuff on probiotics and prebiotics. But as I said, in simple terms, you want live bacteria, which you can get from live yogurts. You want fiber, which you can get from oats and bran and fresh fruit and vegetables. And you want to eat lots of them. And you need to eat them both because one feeds off the other. And if you only have one, then it's not much point. Uh, and that's it. Give it a fortnight and forget about the weight loss. Just think, I want to feel healthier in myself. Can I feel healthier in myself? Can I feel less stressed, overwhelmed, uncomfortable in my body? Could I do that in a fortnight? And see how you get on. I'd love to hear. So that's my take on it. I hope you found it interesting, helpful. Maybe it sparked something, or maybe not, but my aim is to please. <laughs> sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. If you found this interesting or helpful or just plain entertaining, please share on your own social media channels. And uh, I think I've mentioned this, I'm sure I would have mentioned this, but in a couple of days, there will be a live masterclass training that I will be delivering on how to rewrite the rules of menopause. I know I give you loads of stuff on this podcast, but I'd be really, really happy 
to welcome you on that live training, which is on Wednesday of this week, if I've got the dates correct. And if you think, oh, hang on a minute, she said it was Tuesday in another episode. That's because I've changed. I have changed the date. So that's not me just being forgetful. I have changed the date. So it was going to be on Tuesday. Now it's going to be on Wednesday. And I would love, 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 love you to be there. So check out uh, at the Mental Wealth Factory. The details are there about how to sign on. All right. Have a great rest of day. And thank you for listening. I'll speak to you soon. Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, If you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared.